movement, and this news keeps coming in as we're talking here. Question again is the same thing from last time. How do I find stocks to invest in? Uh, last time we told you in indicators. This time, another answer is listening to earnings. Uh, a lot of you might not know, okay, what is the earnings report? Or those that have might have heard of it, have a good feeling of it, but we're going to give you a little more context and find better ways to go with that. As we're doing the same thing. Um, but basically, uh, earnings report, as we see on Investor P, is pretty much a quarterly filing. I like to think of it as a uh, over-glamorized press release um, that pretty much tells you, hey, this is what we expect for the week going ahead. Um, and they include and talk about different stuff of, such as uh, their earning, like just specific financial information that they include in a report called the 10Q. Uh, they, they pretty much tell you how they're performing through these documents, through this press release, and by telling you the numbers of what is going on in the back end and it's crazy because uh, this was not a thing before, but it became uh, enforced by the SECs as the securities uh, commission that kind of oversees the companies that are public. And as a requirement for being public, or we talked about how you go public via an IPO. After the IPO, you have to keep an agreement with the public, the public investors that are buying shares of your company. Um, and this is pretty much what they use this as an outlet. It happens as obviously four times a year, every quarter, every three months. Uh, but the interesting thing is that these companies can decide what specific days they want to go uh, there. So there's like kind of equal control between themselves as a company, but also the public. Uh, but before I continue, does anyone else have like anything you want to talk about in terms of earnings? I don't know if you're going to dig into this, but it's just important for you to remember earnings aren't aren't the end all be all for a company. It's just them having to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. That is facts. That's facts. And it's like, that's the requirement. That's actually one of the actual requirements that's yeah. written out in the agreement between the SEC and uh, these companies that report their filing. Because as they're doing it, there is legally binding documentation that says, hey, you have to tell us the truth about what is going on with the situation. What do you think is going to happen in the future? You got to review all your financial numbers, such as revenue, expenses. And like, you actually have to line, um, itemize it. But the, the bad thing is a lot of people don't give a, really care much to really look into and find out, okay, what are all this information? But And that's where the term bottom line comes from because all of this stuff is like a 20, 30, 50 page, sometimes maybe a hundred page report about, hey, this is what it is. And they just try to squeeze it in one hour, which is through the press release. And that's uh, a bit of anyone to listen onto, uh, mainly to attract other investors, but mainly to actually give the information that they're required to give to the investors that are, are the general public. Yeah. Um, so I, it I is actually required. Yeah, I can't stress it. And I'll then just before you move on, also, uh, you can also use it for more than just money. For example, we know that uh, like PlayStation and Sony are coming out. Best Buy has said that they will have my, uh, the Xbox and PlayStation Five in stock this year for Black Friday. But we also now know from their uh, uh, these statements that they had, they've underperformed in getting these things out. So that means there's probably only five of these things in each store. So is it worth you running out there for a chance to be one of five? I mean, 
risky for the biscuit, but it can also give you informed information about how things are moving in the real world, not just the stock world. Because like they have people that work within these companies that predict, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And that's why they're so successful because they plan and predict, okay, this is what's going to happen. So this is how we're going to deploy our money, deploy our resources to actually go become great. So like, I guess, make more money and like eventually drive the business forward. So it's really interesting because I didn't know much about this until one day I was like, hmm, I hear all about earnings, but like, I really don't know how it works, what people are saying. A lot of people really just make bets based off earnings. And that's why it's kind of glorified gambling, but it's not a bet if they tell you exactly what is going to happen and how they're going to make money off of it. Like they literally tell you, this is how we're going to do it. This is what's going to happen. You, with this amount of money we're going to make, we expect to uh, do this and that, and this is going to be the result. Like they literally lay out everything or they, or they kind of jump it up a, a little bit. So it's hard to tell, but I think this is really crazy because they literally give you the whole game plan and tell you how we're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Just follow along. You really just like follow along. Like just give us your money. You know, you can get a, a piece of the pie. You get, we give you your dividends. We give you your profits. The value of the stock's gonna go up. It's like they're literally just trying to like sell you, sell to you why like they should. They're a great investment. But that's also the bad thing because again, they're trying to sell you. So that's why a lot of time I feel like companies get very antsy when it comes to like situations like we're in right now with COVID. Like damn. Our earnings are not going to be great. So we got to either push back the earnings report, wiggle some numbers around or do something kind of like how Tesla did with um, selling credits. Um, I, I can't remember what they call it. They're selling credit something just so they can boost their revenue numbers and it attract more investors. And that's why this, one of the reasons, not the main reason why their stock price goes up. So that could be a bad thing if you think about it because they are trying to sell you. And, you know, when someone's trying to sell you, they only care about them making money at the end of the day. So... They can't excuse some of the things, but they are legally requiring you to tell you truth. Are they stretching it? Are they not stretching it? It's up to you to decide. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much um, uh, most of the stuff about earnings. I did, I was reading an article about a 2008 earnings report earlier this week, and it was crazy how similar what they were saying in that article about, oh, stocks are going down, situation is crazy. Um, and we can't, we're uncertain what's going to happen next. And that was kind of like during that recession or sparked that recession. So it's funny how we're in the exact same position 12 years later in 2020, we're dealing with the exact same rhetoric and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And don't be fooled that thinking like, you know, just because someone's telling you something about uh, earning reports, earning reports can be detrimental to you because at the same time that you are being told good news, guess who guess who else is hearing this? And and this is something that's right. Those press release can be released at any time. So yeah. if you're not on the call to hear it in real time, and that's something I really enjoy, you, you can be in the call to listen in. So in real time, when everyone hears it, you get to hear. And that 15 to, uh, I think the best example was American Airlines. They did their call at 6 a.m. in the morning, two hours before the market opened up. So people had time to react if they were there. But the people who wake up at 7.30 and just see the market fluxing, they don't know why they buy in and then the crash happened. And that's when everyone lost their money. So don't be lullied into some sense of security because you see the spreadsheet and the numbers are reflecting. Those numbers could be reflecting something that happened hours ago, minutes ago, or days in advance. So it's be on the call if you're gonna if you're invested in a company wake your ass up and get on the call 
Yep, but it's crazy. Like, as they lick it, they, they have full power to change the date and the time. So, even if they tell you, because typically they'll tell you, okay, we're having our earnings a month from now. Like, within a couple of weeks, you should know when the earnings report is. But I feel like that's a no brainer for us. If if they but, if someone pushes the call back, that's bad. Yeah, and that's, think about it. That's what happened earlier this year mm-hmm. when COVID happened. The scheduled earnings, people were like, hey, we're actually going to postpone it another week, a couple of days. We're going to move from the morning to the night yeah. because when you do it in the night after the market closes, there's less there's less time for people to react and less chance of the stock dropping. I think that should be a standard. They should only release the the numbers after the market is closed. I think I think it's becoming a standard. Like a lot of companies yeah. are starting to do more and more. It's very rare. And if you pay attention, it's not really rare, but it's less frequent when they do in the mornings like everyone's after our after our like you know how like we've been seeing the talking about when are the earnings um during our calls like it literally always most of the time when i'm putting it is okay after close after close after close so it's interesting like they can that and it's yeah. interesting how they time it when i see stuff after close it kind of makes you worry you know like like okay when i see after close that means it's gonna be volatile either way because they're like they don't want things to go crazy so like let's put it after close right or maybe they, or I mean, they could, or they just could want a full day of trading. Like, yeah, yeah, they could, they could want a full day of trade. Like, I'm not calling everyone sus, but it's your money, so you, I'm always going to advise you to, to double check everything. Definitely, and I think there's been something interesting going on in the markets in terms of earnings. I feel I like to call it the earnings trap, where a lot of people, okay, they'll buy in a couple of weeks leading up to a good earnings report, uh, maybe two to three weeks before, and the stock slowly starts going up. But then the day of the earnings report, at the last hour, it starts to either drop or move up, depending on how they want to signal to get more people I, I to get in. I fall victim but to that. the market closes, that shit just crashes like 2%, 3%, maybe even more. Yeah, I've fallen victim to that. So I think it's something big going on in terms of that. I think that's a new strategy that a lot of the bigger financial institutions are doing, where they manipulate the markets right at the time of earnings. Um, and that's why I've been avoiding um, earnings reports mainly because I don't want to be staying in them while the earnings report is going on, or I can use that as an entry point into a stock that I'm looking at. So same thing happened with me with Chegg. I, I saw, okay, Chegg has been going great. They've been like, I've been hearing all my friends in college talking, oh, I'm using Chegg, uh, I'm using Chegg, I'm using Chegg. And it's like, okay, they're, they're getting a lot of people or customers. And so that means they should be making money. So I was looking at, like, okay, they have their earnings in a couple of weeks and I support their product. I looked into it. I was like, okay, I'm going to buy into it now let it rise up, then I'm going to sell the day before the earnings report. And I think that was on Tuesday last week, and I was able to sell it before the earnings report, before the market closed. And I locked in 12, easy 12% profit on like a two-week trade, maybe less than two weeks. And that's like a great opportunity because afterwards it crashed like 5%, but I think it did rebound the next day, but it's like, I don't want to take that risk. So I'm just going to lock in this profit and move on onto it. So that's the new strategy I'm trying out. Uh, I call it the earnings trap. So I'm a Copyright that. Let y'all know how that goes when I print the book about it <laughs> a year from now. Um, the other day, no, yesterday was it yesterday? Two days ago, I was watching Wolf of Wall Street, and I've seen the movie before, but I never saw it like while I was trading, you know, and I didn't understand the full market. So after watching it, now that I understand the stock market, side note, the movie's great now. Like it's even better now. But when you actually understand what they're doing and things like that, mm-hmm. and, it, and it goes back to when we were talking about like the influence of social media, stuff like that with stocks, like. That movie kind of helped me understand a little bit about like how people will push up a stock via social media, you know, like with with tweeting this. Like for example, there was you know where the Bolivia thing happened, where Tesla um, missed out on 
like the, with the presidency change or like that they were people were saying they weren't going to be able to um get their lithium like they were supposed to even though that was completely like not true but because on social media people were saying that people like who don't really know a lot about trading how it works they just saw that tweet and were like yeah their stocks gonna go down and that that made it go down more than the actual thing just the thought that people thought it was gonna go like fact that misinformation was passed along via social media caused people to react and that just made me like think about like how trading in this age of social media and things with like robin hood and td how everybody has access to it how misinformation can really change a lot of things and make things fluctuate so that's just a side note something i picked up while watching the movie yeah no it was i think that movie really gave a lot of insight yeah so like what does it really take to like invest in stocks and things like that mm-hmm. they focus on penny stocks is still a lot of overlap there's still a lot of like game from that so that's a definitely a must watch definitely like there was there were scenes in the movie where he was like i'll explain it like never mind you don't care i was like no i care i care explain it facts facts <laughs> yeah that's crazy have you watched that movie hero yeah no one for wall street it's no. it was made by the same dr- director that made uh another movie similar to that where it's like it, it's all about getting people to realize it's this satire about something that's super important but everyone takes it as a joke and i think it i think the one that i'm thinking of was talking about uh like the election so i always just tell people like don't get don't get it full of yourself you know <laughs> understand if it if there's a joke about it there's some truth behind it what did jayco say every every good joke has some truth in it that's what jayco said yeah <laughs> Word to J. Cole. <laughs> All right. I bet. And that pretty much covers our lesson of the week. Uh, talk about earnings. Uh, let me think. Is there other ways to like, understand how to invest? Well, that's pretty much the main strategies. Well, uh, I mean, there's, I think the, you covered it, one of them, but just the two yeah. things. Like, one, you can go in with the expectation of using this information to make a profit or mm-hmm. go in with the expectation of how to secure your profit because dividends come out shortly after these calls. So I know whenever I see a call day for my, for one of my stocks, I'm selling everything. I don't care if they had good numbers because when dividends go out, then it, it drops anyway. So that's my buyback period. So just create a strategy and talk about it. Talk to your friends about it because people will tell you if your shit is done. No, facts. And that, that's actually a great point. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that enough. And that's pretty much one of the main reasons why we all started this podcast. So like we can have those discussions about how to play these earnings and things like that. I remember our, one of our uh, initial strategies was, oh, how are we going to play earnings, earnings, things like that. And we've all evolved and tried different strategies because all strategies are different. All, everyone, different strategies work for different people. Mm-hmm. So definitely come up with a strategy about how you're going to play these things. And have those conversations with other people to see, okay, does this make sense or does this not make sense? So I think that's a great point. Because as they're releasing this information, that's the only way you're gonna get the information by having those discussions, really. So it's about it's a it's, it's a it's a game of information, honestly, to me. Yeah. Uh, but that is the lesson of the week going over earnings reports. Um, before we jump into what we happened in the past week, and this definitely check out again uh, the book that we discussed last week. Uh, we read chapter one of Calculated Risk by Kevin Trades, and uh, we still have the discount code on. So definitely use Trade Traffic discount code, get 15% off uh, the price. 
Um, it's a great read. We're going to discuss the second chapter next week, and I'll be talking about options trading. Now, everyone is talking about, okay, how do I get to options trading? Because you want to make money. This is how we're learning. We're learning by reading books and things like that that teach us how to do it. Um, yeah. I, I've already started reading the second chapter, but uh, to revisit the Greek was very useful to me. Yes. Yes. I took my... I, I, we gonna have a whole discussion about theta, one on one. Yeah, theta, theta, theta was theta was a reminder. Of course, I was like, fuck yeah, theta and uh, decay. Oh yeah. man.